The Meddlesome Meeples present Tome Talk with Matt and Richard. Hello and welcome to Tome Talk. And this week, Matt is going to talk about Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. That's right. In fact, I decided to talk about this book partly because you chose to talk about one of your favourite books. Mm. Um, so I thought, well... Taking maybe, it back to the classics. Taking it back to the classics, yeah. yeah, rather than maybe something that I was reading now, even though I'm yeah. enjoying the book I'm reading now, mm. which is a, a, a book by Graham McNeil. But I really wanted to talk about The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. Now, I imagine that a lot of the people that would be drawn to our show would probably be slightly familiar with this, mm. possibly having read it, and if not, would more than likely have heard of the book. Uh, this is a book that sold, I think, more than 80 million copies mm-hmm. uh, throughout the book series so far. And that is a huge number mm. for books. It's hugely popular. A, a convention every year called mm-hmm. uh, JordanCon, which has been going since 2009. Does everybody dress up like Robert Jordan? They dress up as characters from the Wheel of Time. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got a huge following. Um, I say that it's, it's got its own soundtrack. Mm. The The... This spawned, though, a series that ran from 1990 to 2013. So it was 22 years and 11 months Mm -hmm. from start to finish. There was 14 books in the main story, plus there's been a couple of prequels to that. There's been comics uh, adaptations of the uh, Mm -hmm. prequel and the first book. So there's been quite a lot of different things done with this. There's a role-playing system based on this, this book... There's um, video games based on the story, Mm. and it's set in that universe. Uh, There's also, over the last sort of 16 years, several times there's been the licenses sold to various production companies with the aim of either a movie or a TV series. Mm. In fact, uh, last year, uh, Harriet, uh, the wife of the late author, she actually announced that a TV series has gone into production now based on this there was even a 30 minute um, episode aired on American TV uh, a year or two ago Mm. Uh, but it was only like a 30 minute uh, adaptation of like the first bit of this the actual prologue and it seemed like at the time like it was just the company that had bought the rights needed to get something on screen so they could keep the rights yeah. rather than having them revert back. So they okay. basically put something on at middle of the night when no one was watching. <laughs> uh, but he <laughs> actually starred Billy Zane as one of the main characters. Yeah. So it was a little bit bit unusual. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's got a huge following. So just without going into too much detail, because the scope of this story is immense. I mean, compared, you know, compared to other sci-fi I've read... I would say this, even so, other other fantasy I've read. Mm. I would say it, for me, this even outdoes Tolkien. Well, uh, Tolkien this... is kind of the kind of first in a way of like the epic kind yeah. of fantasy. So, like working from that, people are bound to kind of flesh it out, aren't they? Like yeah. the genre. Absolutely. Um, um, and I mean, I love Tolkien, and I love. The Lord of the Rings, but uh, mm. what he's done here is created a world that's so enormous in scope, but it starts off quite small and centralised in this book. Mm-hmm. See, the plot for Eye of the World focuses on a group of young people mm-hmm. uh, from Emmons Field in the Two Rivers, okay. and what happens is uh, one of the characters, Moraine, who's an Aes Sedai, her and her warder, which is basically her guard, but they share like a little bit of a telepathic link, a special bond sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to the, the village 
trying to find a young man that they believe is going to be the Dragon Reborn. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, agents of the Dark One, the Dark One, <laughs> are uh, coming t- to also try and find this young man. Okay. But they can't narrow it down to exactly who this one person is. So they have three candidates, three of the young men from the village. Mm-hmm. So what they have to do, they have to take these three and they have to get out of there before right. the, the Dark the dark One's okay, minions so got, find them. Got three guys instead yep. of the one. And along with that, two of the girls from the village come with them, two of the young women. Mm-hmm. And a gleeman, who is like a, like a travelling bard, mm-hmm. comes around, he plays songs, puts on little fireworks displays, sort of thing, that, that kind of character. He goes with them as well. And then... The book of the uh, of the, this book focuses on their escape from Emma's Field and then their subsequent journey from there to the Aes Sedai city, which is Tarvalon. And it through that, they're constantly being hounded by the Dark One's minions and Dark Friends mm-hmm. and various monsters. Yeah, they're, they're ones who are, have allied themselves with the Dark One. Okay. So... They... I'm not quite working for them. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got to have friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even the dark one can get by with a little help from his friends. <laughs> so, but uh, they're constantly being hounded, and there's some really interesting sections in there where they've got real desperate attempts to escape being captured, mm-hmm. and real acts of heroism. Um, and then the story from there, as the series unfolds, goes from being about this small group to this enormous scale with huge numbers of characters. Mm. But what it's done is, in each book, this world's expanded a little bit, and new characters to represent the new factions are are added. Mm -hmm. And that continues with each passing book. So by the time you get to, like, book eight or book nine, if you've left it a year or two before you've, you've read this you're going to end up needing to go and check the glossary to, to double check yeah. who some of these more minor characters yeah. are. Well, a lot because... of services do that, don't they? Because you're like, it seems like they've invented a new place and they've got mm. obviously got to have new characters coming from mm. that. But obviously, a lot of the time it's been planned beforehand. Yeah. It? It's just like, this is going to be about this country and then we're going to introduce this other one yeah. next time. So I imagine over the course of 14 books that would get very, very... It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Not all of these books were written directly by Robert Jordan because right. sadly he did pass away in 2007. Right. So September marks the 10 year this year marks the 10 year anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did leave because he knew he was gonna um, he'd got a terminal illness. He left quite a number of notes, mm-hmm. um, including some sections he'd wrote himself in the, for the various books. Right. Then his wife commissioned Brandon Sanderson who is another very well-known fantasy author. He is particularly well-known for probably the Mistborn series, which is another set of books which I'd highly recommend Mm -hmm. you look at, so watch out for a time talk on that. Um, And again, a very, very talented writer. And you can sort of see at times where he's maybe wrote some bits and then Mm. Jordan's maybe wrote some bits. But overall, the flow of it, it just flows so well from um, Jordan's style to Sanderson's style. Right. That there are so many parts in there where you probably, even if you're familiar with both authors, probably wouldn't be able to identify who wrote this, who wrote that, because it mm. just merges so well the two styles. Um, and he wrote the last three books, so he wrote book twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. I do think that with this, as I say, you've got a world unlike any other world that's mm-hmm. been created. Characters who, who are all very very strong in their own ways I mean I'd say this book has more 
female characters, strong female characters in it than any sci-fi or fantasy book I've read before. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are characters in here like Egwene and Nineveh as, as time goes on, and Moraine who could give Daenerys Targaryen a, a lesson or two. Mm-hmm. They're you know really good characters, uh, but also some of the concepts in here. It's not necessarily that some of them are incredibly unique, but the way he's adapted them is very unique. Okay. Um, one of the things I really like is the way that the Aes Sedai works. So, for example, in many fantasy books you have your Marge characters. Mm-hmm. In this, you've got the Aes Sedai, uh, and then in later times you've got other people. And they have the ability to channel uh, the one power. Mm-hmm. Now, for women, it's called Sedar, and for men, it's called Sedin. But the way it affects them, the things that they can do are quite different Mm -hmm. to one another. And when they interlink, there's things that they can do as time goes on that they they can uh, combine their strengths and abilities. But it effectively allows them to tap into this power source, which is incredibly powerful and Mm -hmm. allows them to do wonderful things. Um, Binds all living things together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as I say, this is just a book which for me is almost like the benchmark for fantasy mm. particularly for high fantasy um and i've just not seen anything else or read anything else so far that comes into the scope of it i mean i love it that much i named my firstborn kid after one of the main characters in this book mm-hmm. perrin um and me perrin and my second kid all have uh, names of the three young men that were taken away from that village mm-hmm. right uh, so you know that just goes to show how much I, I personally love this book, how much it means to me. This is a very dog-eared book, and it's not even my first copy. So <laughs> <laughs> get a new one every now and then. Yeah, because I've read it so many times. There is, as I say, though, it is huge. I mean, the actual audio books for this. If you read the entire, if you listen to the entire series of, of audio books, it would take you nineteen days, five hours, and twenty-five minutes. That is mm-hmm. a lot of material. That is a lot, yeah. Over the is it all about books. the same guy, the um, the audio books, or do they get? I think so. Yeah, I can't I actually. I can't remember. I've listened it's to like some the... of them, but I've not listened to all the audio audio books because I I yeah. just tend to go back to because I've got all the the books themselves, so I tend to go back and I like the physical having the book there in front of me. I was just thinking about when uh, Roy the Tree did all of Game of Thrones and that. <laughs> I thought that, that you must be like tired of talking, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. they they do let them have breaks. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like they don't they don't lock them in a room with the books and say you're not coming yeah. out till you're finished. <laughs> it's just probably. Well, I assume that. I mean, if if that's what they are doing, there is a serious serious labour issue here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You expect their voice to go all raspy by the end of it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of reading this book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is it. This is just a book I can keep going back to and reading and rereading, and mm-hmm. I never get tired of it. And there's only. Right. There's a lot of books I love, but there's quite a few that I think, well, I really love that book, but I know all the twists and turns, I know what's going to happen, I know what the character's going to say, I, I'm not really that bothered about going back and rereading. Mm. But with these books, I can just reread and reread. And because there is so much detail in there, you tend to find that you're remembering more things with every every passing read as well. So it just be- becomes more of an experience as, as time goes by. Mm. So, this is a book I would highly recommend if you like fantasy at all. It is just absolutely epic. Hopefully it will be being made into a TV series. And hopefully it will be the next Game of Thrones and not the next Legend of the Seeker. Yeah, because nobody knows what it is. Well, (laughs) some of us do, and we know it sucked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Farewell, Quester. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.